Thank you, Jesus. So we're in this thir third part installment on pioneering. Everyone say pioneer. A pioneer, I just looked up some words about what it is. Go to the next slide. As a developer, architect, and in case you don't connect with the word pioneer, here's 25 words that maybe you might connect with. An innovator, a pathfinder. When, when, it, when, I, when I name who you are as a pioneer, shout amen. A front runner, whoo, I run five days a week. A founder, a father, or a mother, a creator. You lead the way, you prepare the way. Come on, when I say yours, shout. You blaze a trail, you break new ground, you establish, you found, you give birth to, you begin, you start, you launch, or you lay the foundation of. So this is a pioneer. It's a broad enough description that I want you to understand that all of us are called to pioneer in some way, shape, or form. You're like, Pastor Chad, I'm not like an entrepreneur type. No, but you're called to pioneer. Well, to be a pioneer is to live by faith and not by sight. It's to live by confidence that he who promises faithful, he will do it. But he's looking for a yes and he's looking for a partner in you and in me. And so to pioneer through obedience, through faith, I love that language of giving birth to or, or a new foundation of how many would say that you feel a real call to pioneer a new family dynamic in your family tree. I'm saying all of us are called to pioneer, to give birth to, to help found, to lay foundations, not just for us, like we'll see through the story of Abraham, but for those that are coming up behind us. How many believe that the sins of the fathers goes to the third and fourth generation, but the blessings of the father goes to a thousand generations? Exodus 34. You know why? Because, help me out, Sam, because of Romans 5. Because grace is greater than sin. It triumphs over sin, where sin abounds. And so the promise is, if you'll say yes to Pioneer, to live that storyline of faith, the promises of that risky calling far outweigh just playing it safe. I was again running this, I was walking this morning and praying, and, and the Lord, again, he, he always gives me this phrase, it is way more dangerous to play, play it safe than you can imagine. Why? When, we, when we're not in that place of just walking by faith and living according to God's plans and purposes, we open our hearts and our minds. We become susceptible to a billion different options that promise so much on the front end, but that never fail to fail. I was reading this book by uh, this scholar, Christopher, uh, 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 Christopher Wright. Christopher Wright says, idols never fail to fail. God never fails to be faithful. Amen. And so he's calling us to pioneer. We've been tracking with the story of Abram. We just found out where we left off last week. Abram got a new name. Abraham. Everyone say Ham. God inserted the divine breath into his name. And even though he and his wife are barren, he says, you're going to cease being just an exalted father, the anointed gifted guy. And I'm going to make you a father of nations. And I, 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 I shared earlier this week in, in a post that I both love and don't love this dynamic. 
that God oftentimes will give us promises when we don't see them yet and we're not walking in them yet, but the promises are an invitation to through. I love this Hebrews chapter six, verse 11 through 12, through faith and patience to inherit the promise. Come on, he wouldn't have written that in the scriptures if it wouldn't have taken faith and patience. And so the promises are amazing, but we don't just stop on the promises. He's looking for a body who will have perseverance, faith, and patience. We won't stop until we see the promises fulfilled. Are you tracking with me? And so here, Abram, who is now Abraham, father of nations, receives the promise when he still doesn't have a child with his wife, Sarah. And this is the way of the pioneer. We live in that messy middle between the promise and its fulfillment. And this is arguably one of the most important reasons why we need each other. Can I get an amen? When I need someone... I, yesterday, I was a little depressed and sad, and I told my dad, you know, my dad, I just, I call him every day, we talk all the time, multiple times a day, and I'm like, son, how are you? Well, I'm just a little down, I don't know why, I'm just a bad day, must have been something I ate, and my dad, we don't always operate like this, a lot of times it's just father and son stuff, but he's like, son, in the name of Jesus, and he just starts declaring the gospel over me, he doesn't always do that, but Jesus, in your name, break off every assignment, every accusation, every arrow of the enemy, any spirit of discouragement or despair. Break it off, my boy, in the name of Jesus. And I'm just in the kitchen like, I just said I was having a bad day. I mean, I'm not that bad of a day, but. Now, did I have a promise that Radiant Global, you, you commit to the Central Coast, you'll touch the world? God has given promises for years, for decades. But there was a moment of a lull. Of, am I talking to anybody? The lull. The moment in the cave. If you're Elijah, you just de defeated 850 pro false prophets, but now you're afraid of a woman who has a word, uh, an assignment against your life. Anyone ever been in the cave where you forgot who you were? You forgot your assignment, your, the promises, the purposes of God? Somebody say amen. amen. It's my dad, brother, here, Jesus, in your name, I pray. And I, and I tell you what, I had a better rest of the day. I'm not kidding. That's why we need each other. We are the community that, that, that lives at the, the crossroads of the promise and its fulfillment. And on any given day, we might see the promise fulfilled, but when we grow weary, what does the Scripture say? See to it, Hebrews 3, chapter 3, verse 12 through 16, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage each other all the more today if you hear His voice to obey the next thing. Don't grow weary. Don't change the dial. Don't change the story. Stay in the tension of the promise and it's yet to be fulfilled moment. We need each other in that middle space to cheer each other on and say, don't quit. Come on, how many know one word in season can put gas in your tank for another, for another season? For it can carry you, it can empower you, sustain you. This is the kind of community we want to build. When Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, we are going to get there. 
When he says in 1 Corinthians 14, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual, the pneumaticus, the gifts of the spirit. He says, and particularly the gift of prophecy. It's right there in verse 1, 2, and 3. Why the gift of prophecy? Because the gift of prophecy is when God's people simply are connected to the Father through the Son by the Spirit. And we can inject words of hope that build up, exhort, and encourage each other to keep in the fight, to keep on the track of the race, to keep going. So when we, when, why would Paul say, I mean, he literally handpicks that one gift of all the gifts. There's many gifts. Because he knows that the body of Christ will perpetually be onslaughted to abandon ship, to abandon the promise. And so you and I, when we gather, one of the great things you should be praying as you're driving to the property is, Holy Spirit, anoint me to speak a timely word unto a brother or sister today. Not in a weird, thus saith the Lord, I got a word for you, but just in a natural way. Holy Spirit, how can I encourage Paul? How can I encourage Marie? And whatever the Lord gives, just share it. You never know. Has anyone received a prophetic word out of 1 Corinthians 14 where someone just said, you know what, I feel like the Lord may, may want to share that. Who has experienced a, a oomph in the spirit when someone spoke a timely word into your heart and your life? I mean, so many of us. So anyway, Paul says, of all the gifts, really pursue that one. That one, like no other gift, can build up the body. And did you know that we are in an unbelievable hour of history and the body needs to be built up? I got three, that's right. How about this side of the room? The body of Christ needs to be exhorted, edified, and encouraged and built up. And we don't have to guess how God does that. We build it on the Colossians 2, 6-7. It's rooted and established and grounded in Christ. Amen. His word is our foundation. And Paul is saying as a master builder, 1 Corinthians 3, on top of that foundation, I want you, church, to pursue this gift so that when you're operating in a spirit of love, that was all of 1 Corinthians 13, the body will be built up, edified, encouraged, and exhorted. We need, we need that functioning in this house. Because he wants a, a strong body that's built up and encouraged. So that was a side note. But um, oh, Praise the Lord. Praise God. So, to, to, so to, to be a pioneer is to walk by faith in all of those 15 descriptions. And... and to be a pioneer will be costly. Can we just talk honestly? It's going to be costly. How many know if, if living by faith was easy, everybody would be doing it? Everybody would. But if you want to pioneer, if you want any of those descriptions, if you want to be an architect, innovator, pathfinder, establisher of your family tree, your family, your friendship, and your workplace, whatever it be, to pioneer is going to be a costly endeavor, but the rewards far outweigh the cost. Because as a pioneer, you're not just contending for you, but for the generations that will come behind you. 
It says in Genesis 17, then, then God said to Abraham, verse 9, As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for generations to come. This is the covenant I will make with you. This is the covenant you're to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You're to undergo circumcision. It'll be a sign of the covenant between me and you. And really, Paul helps us out here. This was an old covenant, which is what testament means, the old arrangement, the old covenant with God's people, this was an outward sign that you were consecrated, you were set apart literally in your flesh for God and his purposes. And so in the new covenant, in the new, in the new testament that's been ushered in, we just celebrated the body and the blood of Jesus under the new arrangement, circumcision, Paul says, our new covenant circumcision is baptism. Where, where the flesh, the old life of sin and self-rule and autonomy and self-governance and self-sufficiency, where that goes to rest, it dies with Christ and you are raised or circumcised by the Holy Spirit to serve Christ in a new way by the Spirit and not the flesh. And so this calling, this calling to be circumcised, this, I mean, Abraham, he's 99 years old. The Lord's like, I got a new one for you. Are you ready? Can we laugh? We can laugh. The Bible is it's it's amazing. And so this 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 call, this call to circumcision, to, to consecration, it's a call to wholeheartedness. Everyone say wholeheartedness. Like he says, you're no longer Abram, but Abraham, but it's gonna cost you and it's gonna hurt. But again, the promises far outweigh the cost, but I need all of you in on this. Whereas in chapter 12, he gives him the promise, leave your home, I'm going to make you a father of, na uh, you know, of a nation, and that nation is going to bless all the nations, your seed. Chapter 15, he has to stay up all night, the smoking fire pot comes, and this is again a one-sided deal. God shows up in faithfulness. Abram just prepares the sacrifice. But right here, God, come on somebody, he goes a little deeper. Say, say, he goes a little deeper. He didn't start with circumcision in chapter 12. Thank God he gave him about like a 15 year history with God so that when he gave him a word of the costliness to carry the, the, the name of father of nations, it was going to cut. Come on somebody, some of, some of us are waiting for the next word, but we've not said yes to the deeper work that he wants to do in us right here and right now. And right here, God says, it's not one-sided any longer, dude. I'm looking for a covenant partner. Come on somebody, he's looking for a covenant partner. So many of us, so many of us are, 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 are God, what's your plan? What's your will? And the Lord's like, I've shown you I'm looking for your yes. Get in the game. Say yes. Let me do a deeper work in you. And so, so Abraham, if you read the story, he's circumcised, Ishmael circumcised, all the dudes in the company are circumcised. And this sets into motion the stage for the greatest call yet for the pioneer Abraham. But I want you to see, aren't you glad God works with us on a spectrum? Genesis 12, leave home, leave, leave your family, go on a journey. And it becomes progressive. He builds a history of friendship. How many are thankful that you and I don't have to judge other people's journey? The Lord is faithful to meet every person where they are at. He knows their next step. 
Genesis 18. Pioneers have to get used to looking at the improbable and the impossible and seeing it as an invitation for a front row seat to see the God of the miracle power to fulfill. What looks improbable or impossible is just a divine setup, Samuel, to have a front row seat for God's miraculous power to fulfill His promise. Verse, verse 11 of Genesis 18, Abraham and Sarah were already very old. Everybody say very old. <laughs> Sarah was well past the age of childbearing. Verse 12, so Sarah laughed to herself. After I am worn out, my Lord, and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure of having a child? Anyone ever felt old or worn out? Don't raise your hand. Weary, like there's no way. My, come on, anyone ever said my time is past? My best days are behind me. Am I talking to anybody? He'll just do it with the young people or the more gifted or the more whatever. And I'm so thankful Sarah laughs. Because God, when He, when he, he sets a plan into motion, He doesn't really take all of your excuses as consideration into, as consideration into what He wants to do in and through your yes. And how many of us have and how many of us have written us out of a story the author that we are the authors of, but not God? Come on, somebody. I couldn't. I can't. I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to school. I'm not articulate. I'm not that type of person. I, 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 I. Well, I'm pretty sure you and I, well, I'm pretty sure you and I are not the author of the story. He is. And so Sarah laughs. And so Sarah laughs because she's like, "There's no way I could be included in this epic story that God is unfolding." And then the Lord said to Abraham, "Why did your Why did Sarah laugh? I really have a child now. Will I really have a child now that I'm old?" And he said, "Is anything too hard?" Verse 14 for the Lord. Let's read that verse together. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. Come on, somebody. Say amen. We know the story. If you, we, we know the story. If you read the very next chapters, the too old, the too old, too far gone, too far gone, best days behind, become couple, become parents, new parents. The God of the promise. The God of the promise. The God of the impossible. And just pause right there. And just pause right there. I'm, I'm not going to rush this last part. So it's got to wait till next. No way. It's like my favorite part. Chapter 22. What word are you carrying? But what word are you carrying right now? Feels impossible. That feels impossible. If not impossible. If not impossible. Maybe you have a little more faith. But it's just improbable. This can't happen. This can't happen. Not with us. Not with me. Not with us. Say amen. Say amen. If you can think of what I'm describing for your own life. Say amen. If you understand something. The impossible. The improbable. And I love that verse. And I love that verse that he said and spoke over Sarah. But at the appointed time. Everybody say the appointed time. 
Father, I pray that laughter would give way, would have given way the promise of living in the promise fulfilled. I love that she laughed. I love, I love that she laughed. And I know there was a rebuke, and obviously Isaac gets named. He laughs. And I see a love. I just see a God, a father behind that. Just smiling. Just, ear to, just smiling. Ear to ear. Gotcha. On how many know? Come on, how many know? He's he's playful. If we are goofy and dads or moms, you know, as dads or moms or whatever, how much more so him? His personality is so vibrant. He's not a stoic, he's not a stoic, distant father. I just love that he laughs. I just love that he laughed as a part of the epic redemptive story. Aren't you glad for a he laughed that we're grafted into through Isaac? Come on, it's through Isaac. He laughs. Father, I pray. I pray. Father, I pray. I pray that, that you would release just that spirit of, of, of just that I, spirit of, of, of I, I can't even believe that we're living in the promise of fulfilled in this hour. I pray, Lord, for, for many Isaacs to come forth in and through our lives. We've already said we're too old, we're too far gone, we're too, too, whatever way that you would visit us. I pray that you would visit your people right now, that you would deposit that promise within us. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you want, you're setting us up for a he laughs moment. For a he laughs moment. See what I can do. See what I can do. Just say that. 
Just say that. See what I with your yes. With your yes. With your willingness. With your willingness. Father, I pray that you would Father, I pray that you would break through our resistance. Give us like Pastor Andrew. And you'd give us like Pastor Andrew prayed a, a spirit of receptivity. How many just want to be open to what God wants? Open to what God thinks, what God sees, and what God says. So I just pray right now in the name of your church, that your church in this location, in this region, would just be receptive and open to whatever you say. God, we would not write our God, we would not write our story. We would not say your story, but we would just say yes. 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 At the appointed time. At the appointed time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.